0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the newest edition of the Minorities Report. As usual, my name is Gus. I am your host. With me, as always, is
1: my biracial consigliere, J. Shell. How's it going, everybody? By the way, I like to, if, from here on out, formally adopt J. Shell. Oh, I wasn't going to call
0: you anything else by that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: honestly, it just it just rolls off the tongue. Yep. Plus, it's a lot you know a lot cooler than just Jay. Just Jay. You could call me Ray. You could call me Dre. So everybody, it's
0: June. So you know what that means? It's Pride Month. That's right. Here at the Midori's Report, we are huge supporters of the LGBTQ plus IA community, the Alphabet Mafia. For those who don't know, now you know.
1: That's a dope name, by the way. The what? Alphabet Mafia, bro.
0: I'm saying. I'm saying I almost th- want to be gay to be that. Right. Well, you're halfway there. I'm I'm halfway hey there. Yeah.
1: yeah. So anyway, uh, Jay, anything new? Uh, actually, you know what? I've been reading up a lot about the um, history of Pride and, <laughs> and uh, Stonewall we, as we were researching this and right. like, found out a lot of cool and tragic tidbits about... Well, but before we yeah, get
0: into that, yeah. we have a couple of guests with us today. He's back. Guess who's back? Mr. Back. Hand is with us in the studio.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello. And we brought the cheese pizza for him, so... <laughs> and we deeper. have...
0: We have a new correspondent, i.e., f- well, a new correspondent, aka friend, Avery.
2: Hello, hello, yep, Avery.
0: Hey, Avery, so tell the people a little bit about yourself.
2: Oh, where do you start? Well, I'm in my like late 30s, going on 40s, so that's that's a fun time. Everything's ooh, ooh. starting to break down on my body. Ain't um, that the truth? Hey, listen, but-
0: <laughs> I'm a month away
1: from being 50, so you shut your mouth, right? You, you struck a nerve there already in your first time. <laughs> I know. I was
3: 63 last week.
1: So. Okay, winter there. So you
0: were so you were telling us that you were. From Missouri?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I've lived in Arizona for like uh, 14 years now, but I grew up most of my life in Missouri. Um, deep, deep in the country in Missouri. Yeah, wow. I'm so, hearing uh, banjos, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we backed up to a river. It was that oh, kind wow. of wow! Yeah. You
0: know what's funny that you said that? Because when you said that you were born in Missouri and you were going into it, all I heard in my head was, I was born by a river. <laughs> so you literally were.
1: <laughs> That's fucking great.
0: My brain sometimes scares me.
1: It scares everyone. <laughs> Pretty much so, all the time. Yeah. So we
0: have you out here for Pride Month because you are a member of the Alphabet yes, Mafia. Yes, I, mm. I
2: have a lot of, uh, of the, the letters. So You're, so you're a capo, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm non-binary, gender identity is non-binary, mm-hmm. um, but I'm also a lesbian, mm-hmm. um, married to my wife of... We've been together 10 years. Whoa, married 10 six. 10 years,
1: right yeah. on. Wow. Congratulations. The bomb. But, Mazel uh, tov. Yeah.
0: And I met your wife, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How'd you guys meet, by the
2: way? just <laughs> work. Yeah, Yeah. so she was uh, straight, and I'm using air quotes, Um, (laughs) and uh, she had a thing for me, and we just kind of hit it off, and the next thing you know, she's like, oh, by the way, I think I'm into women. So my God, you're awakening. Yes. Awesome. uh,
0: In other words, oh, you're Rhea Ripley for those who don't know that's yeah. a wrestler that everyone simps on her. And we're talking she, about simping. We're talking she, like thirst tweets. She's, yeah, that. she's kind yeah. of the female Ryan Reynolds. She actually gets tweets where people say I want you to hit me with a car and then I'll apologize for mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but going back, let's just I want to know Aver a little bit. Um so when did you first realize that you were not heterosexual?
2: Oh, so that So the problem with growing up in like a heterosexual or heteronormative world is right. you don't know what you don't know what you're feeling. I think I was... I, I had to have known I was gay when I was young. Like, I knew there was something different about me when I was a child, like five or six. Um, it It—it was... I had a couple of people in high school say, hey, are, are you gay? Or are you into women? And I immediately got defensive because that's the world we live in. So, were you um, born... At,
0: like, you were raised in a conservative household? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. And, and that's... Like, I hear that story over and over again when people who can't, not can admit to themselves, but they don't have that awakening mm-hmm. because they grew up in a
2: conservative And no house. representation. Um, mm-hmm. With being non-binary, honestly, I didn't come to my own realization of my gender identity until like 10, 12 years ago. Really? And so yeah, for, I, for the longest time I had friends who were trans, um, trans men, mm-hmm. and I thought that was the path I was supposed to go down, um, but it didn't quite fit. And until recently with you know with the the more representation in TV of non binary people or mm-hmm. even um, trans masculine women like who identify as lesbian but come across as trans mask right.
1: um,
2: it really opened my eyes and, and realized that holy crap, I'm not one hundred percent woman. Yeah, right. I was right. raised that way, assimilated that mm-hmm. way. Um I, I do identify a lot with women, but that's not all of me.
1: Right. Yeah, you know, and that helps strengthen the uh, argument against, you know, homopho homophobes that say like, oh, you know, they chose that yeah. way. Way. No, yeah. it was they were born. With yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Lady
0: Gaga said it best. Yeah, I was uh, born this
1: way. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a bob. But oh, dude, yeah. it, it
0: yeah. comes on. I, I find myself doing the
1: Vogue man. It's like... I'm doing the Carlton dance to that. So, but, <laughs> 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 that. that just popped into my head. Like, oh god,
3: both but, of those vigils, a little bit disturbing. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, but you <laughs> hater
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> question. As far as like you, you mentioned something about people who are trans. Like a lot of people don't understand that if a person is trans, they identify with the opposite gender that they were assigned at birth. However, doesn't mean that they're attracted Mm. to the opposite sex.
1: Correct, yeah. It's the the status Mm. quo that dictates
2: that. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: was it Caitlyn Jenner is a prime (laughs) example of it? That piece.
2: I know, don't, Don't no, no, no. I'm just saying the only (laughs) example I'm using (laughs) them for
0: is that they transitioned, but they're with a woman. Yep. So. Okay, out of my curiosity, I apologize, my ignorance.
3: Just to clear one quick thing up, Uh I have a a non binary partner who identifies as trans non binary. Hmm. So it's not necessarily the opposite. It's just inconsistent with the gender that you were assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, right.
0: Okay, minor
3: so, minor difference to everybody except for trans non-binary people.
0: Got it. I got it. See, and it's a lot of stuff that I'm still learning because oh, yeah. I grew up in a, it, I grew up in a time where it, you were either the gay or straight. That yeah. was it. You know, I'm a Gen Xer. I grew up in the 70s, 80s, and I became an adult in the 90s. But all that my life up until my kids were born. It was like you were either gay or straight. That's mm-hmm. it. You know? Yeah.
3: When I grew up, you were either straight or a target. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes.
0: Yikes. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. Go into your era. Uh, because you were, you lived and grew up in the era where it was illegal.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: It was illegal to be now, gay.
3: No, I lived in Connecticut. Uh-huh. I don't think we ever had a law like that on the book. And New York did. It, Connecticut is so not New York. Dude. Well, no, no. But
0: but the thing is, New York is now very liberal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Connecticut is kind of liberal, too, yeah. on the conservative side of liberal.
3: They, they have their share of conservative folks, but um, I never... Like, we had one or two openly gay people in my high school. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, oh, yeah, he's gay. No big deal. Yeah, no. Now, there were plenty of people who bagged on him and made fun of him. Right. Of course. But they weren't really... I don't think they were really beat on or harassed or anything like that and, and it may have a lot to do with who they were as people right mm-hmm. and who they were as people is I'm out I'm not taking any crap about it and mm-hmm. yeah I'll punch you in the mouth what? And, Absolutely. And, and if you don't like it get lost yeah mm-hmm. so, so yeah you know but there were for every one person like that there were 500 of us that were like I'm not telling anybody yeah. Yeah. about myself ever. Yeah.
1: So. so being a millennial, I grew up in a time where gay was always used as an insult, it was a like yeah, yeah. Or, or something, or as akin yeah. to be as lame, like yeah. oh that's gay, that's gay <laughs> and everything. Gay, gay. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's funny looking back on it is that you know going to high school in like uh, suburban areas, um, straight dudes, especially straight white guys, are the gayest people there. <laughs> yeah, and so, but yeah, but this whole. And looking back, it just sucks how like the word gay was just used to mean something lame or something like that, right. when in, in fact, in actuality, it is a quite opposite. Which, yeah.
0: Where I grew up, I grew up in a mostly Latino and black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a lot of prejudice against people that were gay. Yeah. Um, there were homophobes here and there, but mm-hmm. for the most part, there weren't, because in the Latin, in the Latin community, it's like, you are who you are, we don't give a fuck, just don't be an asshole. Yeah. You know, that's all we care about, just don't be an asshole. And there's a lot of, I want to say family type feeling, as long as you're like the same, and it it's fucked up in a way, mm-hmm. as long as you're the same ethnicity, you know? Like, people say, oh, Dominicans hate Puerto Ricans. It's not the hate. It's just that we, Puerto Ricans know our cultures better than theirs. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Okay, uh,
1: dad, from Big, Big factory Greek, <laughs> Greek wedding. There's two types of people. Greeks
0: and other Greek ones. <laughs> you know, but, so I never really experienced it. and honestly I, I didn't realize that I was uh, I, I said in another episode I, I, don't, I don't want to say I identify as being bisexual but I guess that's the closest interpretation to it but it's more of a pansexual mm-hmm. because I do find transgender women attractive I know they mm-hmm. identify as a woman and they're a woman mm-hmm. but there's trans and I don't go oh no it has to be a cisgender woman from birth no I
3: don't care you know mm-hmm. I've been meaning to bring this up sometime, and we don't have to talk about it right now, but um, one of the things that I've noticed about uh, transphobia that's going on right now is that a lot of it has to do with passability. Mm -hmm. So if someone is super feminine and Mm -hmm. super attractive, and they're in the women's room, and they're they're a trans woman, Mm -hmm. they're not going to necessarily be discovered as a trans person, but someone who has not gone... Through the transition to that level, or just just isn't as feminine looking, is gonna receive all the hate. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like it just it it is like a so it sucks that they have like you know trans people have to have like a passing just so they don't have a target on their back yeah. and everything, as opposed to the folks who are in mid-transition. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: My thing is I tell people who are like that and show those bigotries, I go, it's just one question, just one question, and they can never answer it. How does it affect your life? Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's and
2: that's where it doesn't a lot of these I, laws are coming into play yeah. with people who are passing, They're not who they're directing these laws at
1: exactly. They're look,
2: they're specifically going after people who are trans and not passing because they're the ones that they fear, exactly. Yeah,
1: and it's also about control, it's always been about control when it comes to laws and everything, right? And you know, trans folks, the um, the alphabet mafia Mm -hmm. and everything, they you know, they have like this freedom that scares the status quo, right? And everything, so instead of just Going with the flow instead of just like, you know, going with it, like, hey, this is how the world is. Well, it's always been like that, but it was in hiding. But this is how the world is. Instead of just fighting it, just embrace it. But no, they try to do the whole like, you know, fascist, like iron grip on it. Mm -hmm.
0: It's conservatism where they originate their bigotry in the Bible. Yeah. uh, Not realizing that throughout history, I I had looked up some things. Uh, and throughout history, in the Middle, in the middle Ages, in uh, the Victorian England, mm-hmm. as going far back as Egypt, there were transgender people. Oh, yeah. They, they, they lived their life as the opposite gender they were assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of p- confusion with a lot of conservatives, too, is the difference between gender and sex. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that there is a difference. You know, you could have been born uh, identif- uh, gendered as a, a man... Or boy, when you were born, that's your sex assigned at birth, Mm -hmm. not your gender. They they refer to you as your gender because that's all they know. But when you get older and you identify as a a woman, uh, when you get older, it's like that's your gender, Mm -hmm. not your gender is a social construct. Mm -hmm. It's not. Based in science, mm-hmm. it's not based in anything. It's based on the fact that that's how people re- used to refer to themselves as.
1: Well, and it's going back to the status quo because when you, um, like you said, like like, <coughs> like you said when you said that um, sex, gender, it's not black and white. It's a total like spectrum mm-hmm. and everything. That challenges their status quo. Yep. And so when you challenge someone's status quo, they're going to get defensive. They're going to start attacking you, yeah. and that's how it is with this debate. And you know, it's, you know what's funny is that it's been said the differences between sex and gender so many different times and yet conservatives still don't get it
0: well and the thing is they talk about the science that they touch on the science they go well men have two x chromosomes women have an xy uh, or uh, sorry the opposite i apologize women have two x Men have an X and a Y. They're like, "Oh, do your do your research. That's science." I'm like, "Yeah, science has evolved. Science mm-hmm. is constantly studying. They have found that there are different chromosomes, mm-hmm. and there are people who are born uh, not asexual. It is called I forget the name of it. Intersex. But intersex. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, Avery. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but asking you something else, Avery. When I, and I, you know, don't don't share if you don't feel like it, um, or if it's uncomfortable for you. When you you came out to your family. Yeah. How did they
1: react?
2: Ooh. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> oh, That says yeah. it all right there. Oh, so they were cool with it. Yeah, awesome. super cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it,
2: it was a, you know, it, it's a weird time for everybody, mm-hmm. um, and I came out kind of I wasn't ready to come out but it happened I was I was dating a woman in high school I had just graduated she was still in high school Mm -hmm. and my sister my younger sister was in high school as well and there was a rumor that I was going to prom with this girl right and so my mom found out about it and confronted me and it was it was one of those shocks she didn't understand how to how to express herself I think I'm not really sure honestly we've never talked about it Mm -hmm. like um but I, at that moment I left and when I came back, I had a bag and a letter in the garage waiting for me and that was it. And I moved out oh and God. I <laughs> lived in my car for like a year, a year and a half, oh, um, wow. you know, doing that whole thing. And then, uh, finally I found some friends I could stay with and whatnot, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then, you know, over the years they've mm-hmm. come to terms with it cause people do change and, um, we're, we're good now. I mean, my mom's passed away, so it's not a conversation we can have, but they're happy. They love my wife. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad officiated our wedding. So yeah, oh, we're really, on, yeah, we're that's we're amazing. on a good level See, ground now. So you yeah. you said
0: how your mom reacted. When how did your dad react? When
2: uh, my dad is not a talker. He's not. He's very stoic. He's the um, the typical John Wayne cowboy toxic masculinity type situation. So your
0: typical boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm assuming you're. Wow. yes yeah, yeah yeah
2: so he um we didn't talk about it he didn't express anything to me that letter in my bag was from him wow. and I kept that letter for a long time until I was able to really let it go but um, basically it was you know I don't wish this for you because it's going to be a hard life I wish you would be with men like he understood what I was walking into so wow.
0: he wasn't i don't want to use the term bigot bigotry but he was more afraid for the life that you would have to go through
2: yeah and I think a lot of their issues with me coming out as gay um, because I didn't come out as non-binary I Mm -hmm. haven't even had that talk with my father Um, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter he'll see me the way he sees me right Um, but I think the issue with them when I came out as, as gay is they had your parents have a picture of you And what they want for your life, Mm, you know, the wedding and the husband and the kids Mm -hmm. and all that jazz. Not that I can't have that, but it didn't fit their image and it was a shock. So it took a while to come around.
0: And and, And you, let me ask you because I know a lot of women who are gay that they grew up. Being the quote unquote tomboy. Oh, yeah. And that's what your parents, that's you, right? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Because they grow up being the tomboy and their parents, oh, they'll grow out of it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're cutting your hair short, Mm -hmm. dressing in flannels, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, they'll grow out of it. They start dating a girl. Oh, 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 don't, don't, don't grow out of it. <laughs>
1: See, it's funny. It, it's uh, interesting you mentioned tomboy because tomboy right. was also could be seen as passing. Yeah. You know, because tomboy was a lot more socially acceptable than outright being a lesbian. Right. And everything like remember all the tomboy characters from like TV shows. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And everything. Yeah, Sarah
0: Gilbert was one from Roseanne.
1: Right. Um, or uh, what's it called? Um, Ice Icebox from Little Giants. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so-
0: was it uh, the girl from Mighty Ducks? Was it uh, Julie the cat?
1: Uh, a Mighty yeah. Ducks too, or a uh, Connie. Oh, Connie, Connie also. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, but yeah, all those characters they were accepted because like they were they were um, they were like feminine, yeah. masculine, and everything. Yep. But uh, They but were yeah. just
2: rough and tumble women. Exactly. Yeah. That's
1: how they always describe yeah. them. Yeah. Rough and tumble. And tumble. Like, so they like, sound, I, I've so,
2: never so, been rolling down hills trying r- to like beat up on rocks. Rough and tumble know.
1: sounds like an action figure. <laughs> yeah. The rough and tumble like you know. It's which,
0: a he-man character.
2: Right? <laughs> anyway,
0: guys, let's go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right
2: back.
1: Hey guys, this is Jesse from Make It A Combo. Thanks for listening to the Minorities Report. But don't
2: forget to listen to our podcast, Make It A Combo, where we watch movies and have fun. Also, make sure you check out MI Slut, hosted by Andrea, where she gets down to the nitty-gritty of people's sex life.
0: And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. Uh, again, we have in the studio Mr. Hand and Avery, because we are celebrating pride. And it is an amazing time. I... And Jay wanted to talk about the first experiences at Pride. And let me, ask, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in a place that pretty much had two Pride parades in New York. Mm-hmm. One was official. The other one was unofficial. Uh, the official one was Pride and everybody came out. And this was before kind of the rainbow became a thing. So everybody, but everybody was just happy and proud, and it, it kind of like uh, Chuck and Larry with dudes walking around in thongs and all that. Right, right, <laughs> Some people shouldn't wear them. No offense, we love you, but- All the uh, power to them
1: to wear them. Though, oh, that, I would
0: That body confidence, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah. The people who shouldn't wear thongs are the people who don't want to wear them.
0: There you mm-hmm. go.
3: Everybody else should wear that. Yeah, and
0: let me see, see that, that thong, thong. that anyway, thong. Thong. <laughs> So the unofficial one was the Halloween parade. Because those of you who aren't familiar with New York, there's a section of New York called Greenwich Village, oh. and on the east side of Manhattan, oh, sorry, yeah, west side, west side of Manhattan, called the Greenwich Village in the lower west side, and it is a very known uh, gay community, and it was it, there was even a I, that was one of the first churches down there that I saw that was had a pride flag, and it was openly well, it was open to everybody of every sexuality, uh, but going back to what I was saying, the Halloween parade every year in Greenwich Village was kind of like the second pride parade because, oh, talk about it being gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't mean gay in the gay way. I mean gay. <laughs> it's like, but it was a great because it was a celebration of people's pride, you know? And going, the origins of pride, I want to talk about the origins of pride speaking of the village. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of the village, in Greenwich Village, there was a, a uh, place called Stonewall. It was like an inn. Uh, which had a community that there's a street on in New York, and I'm sure, Mr. Hand, you're familiar with this being from uh, the East Coast, Christopher Street. Christopher Street is probably the gayest street in all of New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Literally the whole street's lined with pride flags to this day. So Stonewall, there was, because in New York up until that time, well, up until the early 70s, mid-70s, it was illegal to be gay. It was illegal to hold hands with the person that you loved. It it was also illegal to dress two-thirds of the opposite gender. So if a woman like Avery today, well, again, like, you were assigned yep. female. Uh, if you wore like you're dressed today with khakis and a flannel and a, a, a short hair, they'd be like, "Oh well, you got to come in. We're gonna arrest you because you're not you're dressed like a man."
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we yeah. had that a similar thing in Missouri. They really? were
0: literally
1: the fashion. Still police. to this to, wait,
0: yeah. still to this day.
2: I'm not sure. So I, when I left Missouri, it was in 2009. Um, right. I used I used to do drag. I was a drag king performer for. I love six, that term, oh. drag king. Yeah, nice. six to eight years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Um, And I traveled all across the US and performed. Well, in Missouri, when I was performing, I would stop at a gas station in drag, because you get get ready at home, then you go to the bar. Um, I would dress in drag, and I'd stop at the gas station. I smoked at the time to get a pack of cigarettes. And uh, I had a sheriff um, basically accost me outside of that gas station, um, asking what my underwear were, because he wanted to know if I was wearing my three articles of female clothing.
1: Wow. wow. So, wait, wait. So, they were literally the fashion police. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I would have yeah. looked at them and said, Your wife's. Oh. <laughs> and then you see, cut to hot fire. So, uh, I could see that because you got that pompadour
0: going on, which, oh, I, yeah. which I love, by the way. Yeah. So, I yeah. can see you being Put like, a little, Elvis. Uh,
2: yeah. Go on me. I, I can All rock right. it. Yeah. You're
3: like, Hey, pretty mama. <laughs> <laughs> let, it, let us know if there's an opportunity to see you rock it because I dig that. Yeah. Oh, if you could I send a me a picture, picture yep. of that, that'd yep. be fantastic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but. We are going to do an episode about drag, and I mm-hmm. would love to have you back for that, yeah. uh, because that's the thing. A lot of people don't know about drag kings. Mm-hmm. You know. They, and the funny thing is that a lot of people have that prejudice. And just to touch on it real quick about drag queens you know, or drag performers, I don't want to use the wrong term, uh, mm-hmm. they are not all gay. Mm-hmm. There are drag performers that are straight mm-hmm. yep. males. And so, it, the stigma against them is just
1: mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah, it's just yeah. a way
2: to express yourself in an art form. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it's an amazing art form too, because like the level of creativity that's involved, characters, costumes, and okay. all that—it is just amazing. And it's like a new, you know, it's another way of theater. Mm-hmm. You know, let me tell you
0: something. Yeah. I've watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, and the work that they have to go through mm-hmm. to dress up. They ain't doing it so they could touch little kids. Right? No. Because, but cuz the foam
2: padding and shit they got to put on. Yeah. Is like I had to crazy. tape my breasts down with oh, duct yeah. tape. How, yeah. Does that hurt? Yes. That but
1: it's I, called binding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to yeah, we'll touch on that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in another but
0: episode, yeah. We, so Jay, you looked up about like the Stonewall riots cause, mm-hmm. or Mr. Hen. you were living on the East Coast at that time? Yeah. Yeah. So, did you hear about it in the news? What is it a thing back then?
3: Well, I was 9. So, I wasn't exactly aware of it.
0: You were not watching Eyewitness <laughs> News at 9?
3: Mm. Sure. Da, da.
1: Do you know where your it kids are? It was on PM
3: <laughs> Magazine. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I really wasn't aware of it until I was about 15. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine who was gay was going to New York for Pride.
0: Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for those who don't know, Pride originated because of the Stonewall riots. Mm-hmm. So there was an uprising in the gay community. And Jay, you looked at it up, right? There was an uprising in the gay community in New York.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And actually, it's, it started with um, Marsha P. Johnson. Who,
0: who was a transgender woman. Right.
1: A uh, American gay liberation activist and self-identified drag queen. One of the early drag queens mm. um, you know, that was out in the open and yeah. everything. And uh, yeah, uh, she was a prominent figure in the Stonewall uprising in 1969 and it was she uh founded the she founded the gay liberation front and co-founded the radical activist group street transvestite action revolutionaries or star
0: that's a that's a mouthful
1: yeah, yeah. i yeah, like al- star better <laughs> so, right. 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 <laughs> alongside her friend a fellow uh tra- transgender rights activist and a drag uh, queen uh Silvia Rivera so
0: what what a lot of the news now is about trans people mm-hmm so they were the ones that started the revolution oh absolutely yeah. they
1: were the two figureheads that to this day um, is fighting the good fight and everything even beyond death
0: see y'all yeah. we educate you too absolutely <laughs> we ain't just about the yucks
1: <laughs> right and uh, you know it's, it's awesome is that Johnson was actually known as the mayor of Christopher Street
0: I told you, Christopher yeah. Street, gayest street in the world. Right. Well, cause, uh, well,
1: a quick uh, background, uh, Marsha P. Johnson, you know, born male, right. but identified as a female. Uh, she was drawn to wearing dresses, like makeup and all that. And Marsha P. Johnson was a black woman. so Oh, so had like double bigotry towards them. Oh, big time. Because, you know, in the black community... Ugh like there's still homophobia and transphobia rampant well the term
0: down low comes from the black oh
1: yeah absolutely keep on the down low and everything and so uh she ran away and then she had to survive on the streets by you know becoming a prostitute Mm. uh but then she makes her way to christopher street and she sees you know fellow um you know uh, gay people drag queens she finally uh, found a home and so she became an activist to like help protect the people of Christopher Street and help like you know the you know gay rights and everything. So basically, I see her as like the Martin Luther King of drag queens. She was the public enemy
0: of trans people, oh, or the
1: queer community. Yeah, to fight the power. <laughs> exactly. Oh absolutely yeah. which led to how sketchy her death was Oh, because man. in 1992 her body was found floating in the Hudson River wow and initially it was ruled as suicide by the NYPD and yeah. of course they're going to call it suicide and honestly their narrative was strong because they said like oh you know she couldn't handle being gay drag queen and like you know the pressure and wait, all of that wait so they
0: lived their whole life as trans and all of a sudden they couldn't live with it exactly
1: so imagine <laughs> imagine you're getting gaslighted for something that you were fine mm-hmm. with. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what the NYPD did. They essentially gaslit her her memory and everything. But then, years later, a cold case was reopened for that. And I almost now,
0: thought you say, cult case. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but then, now, it was ruled as a possible homicide. Mm-hmm. Straight up, she was murdered. Oh, there's, there's no doubt about nobody, that. No,
0: nobody jumps into Hudson River to, to commit suicide. Right.
1: No.
3: Nobody walks in. On top of the Hudson River mm-hmm. to commit suicide?
0: Uh, no, 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 not at all, dude. Oh yeah, because it's it's so polluted, you could walk on the water. Is what he's saying.
3: Yes. Look, it's Jesus.
0: No, 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 just, no, the no just the Hudson River, <laughs> dude. Okay, you guys have have you been ever to New York? No. Okay, the Hudson River. You could be blocks away from it, you can smell it already. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. It's mm-hmm. it, You can't see the bottom of the water. If the Hudson River were to ever dry up. You'd find cars,
1: bodies, oh,
3: a find shit ton so of many them.
1: Bodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, so it's, it's almost like a like a what's it called? Afterlife lounge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: If you if you fall in there, I think there's three different shots you have to yeah. get. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're you're definitely getting uh, meningitis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, and
3: uh, tetanus and something else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. It, it was uh, just to get off the topic a little bit. It was used as the main transport from New York City to Canada, mm-hmm. all the way up. Because yeah. you know. Uh, Because you've heard of the canals that's up in New York, right? That goes in the Erie Canal. Mm -hmm. And and it's because... No, not the Erie Canal. Is it the Erie Canal? Anyway, it's a canal in New York. And that's the river that used to transport all goods up there, and goods from up there to New York. So it was constantly being used. But anyway, so Stonewall riots Mm -hmm. led to New York pretty much having to... Well, go back a little bit. In 1973... It is the Erie. It is the Erie Canal. Mm-hmm. So, in 1973, uh, the the American Psychological Association finally revoked homosexuality as being a mental illness. Because mm-hmm. up until then, you were considered to be mentally ill, and they used to try to f- perform lobotomies on some people, electro shock yeah. therapy. Well, Alan
3: all- Alan Turing, who is arguably one of the smartest people ever to walk this earth, mm-hmm. who helped us win World War II by basically decoding every single thing the Nazis threw at him, mm-hmm. um, was discovered to be gay and was chemically castrated. Oh and, my gosh. And yes, eventually yes. committed suicide because of mm-hmm. it. And here's one of the greatest minds of our time. And we can't look past whatever his...
0: Sexuality. Sexuality,
3: yeah. gender or- orientation, whatever he's yeah. h- is going on with him, or better yet, support that because the gift to our society... Is greater than a little bit of effort, and, he, and, and we can't do that. We've got to make the guy as miserable as possible to the point where he takes his life. And he
1: mm-hmm. won the war for us. Absolutely, he fought, He fucking like um, yes. outsmarted the Nazis. All that we have a lot yep. of, of uh, thankful for him and everything. Yeah, but because of his uh, orientation, he was which, um, he was castrated. Wow. Which
0: which goes to the term yeah. that to show how the hypocrisy of people are mm-hmm. yeah. because. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis is held as an icon, oh, an American legend. He married his 13 year old cousin, uh, Ted Nugent.
3: Ted- I think she was 14.
0: Well, whatever. Oh, that makes it better. <laughs> Ted Nugent, that all of these right wingers simp for, wrote a song about getting a blowjob from a 12 year old girl.
1: Kid Rock, another right-wing hero, oh. um, sung a song about romance in a minor okay. in, a car- in a children's cartoon I'm going to tell you the Osmos line. It goes,
0: it goes, young ladies, young ladies, I like them underage, see? He goes, they say it's statutory, but I say it's mandatory. Oh,
2: God.
1: And yet it's drag folks who are targeting children. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The and, and then he goes, shoot <laughs> Bud Light
0: cans. I was like, how about you die? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't mean that. I'm well, going
1: <laughs> to just drop
3: it quickly because yeah. it needs to be said about grooming and all that. The fact that that we are in any way that anybody in this culture is even remotely worried about an incidence of a trans or drag person doing any kind of grooming or pedophilia or anything like that, and we aren't wholesale shutting down the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. blows my face fucking money. All that's churches,
0: quite. man. All because churches.
1: It. It's the status quo. The, the church, they, pretty much, the, the, they the church, own yeah. the status. Tr- a trillion
3: dollars worth of real estate. Well, and, also they, church
1: you know. and also religion has pretty much created the status quo that we've always yeah. been trying to fight well, against. Right. There's
0: a Spanish rapper that he has a line in one of his songs that says that the Vatican is the biggest mafia. Yeah. And oh, that's totally. What it is. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, they got all the scrilla as they used to say in my day. And we, yeah. um
3: and we, we shut down and, uh, what's the word? Um, ostracized. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sinead O'Connor. Oh yeah. And she had the she had the guts to say it in like what mm-hmm. 1982.
1: 1992. Oh, 1992 on, on
0: Night live. live television. Yeah. Yeah. TV. yeah.
1: But yeah. But I actually I almost forgot to mention that um mm-hmm. uh, Miss Miss Johnson was actually one of the first drag queens to go into the Stonewall Inn. Right. And the Stonewall Inn became like the haven. For uh, lgbq to I yep. probably mispronounced that, sorry. Um, but like for uh, gay folks, trans folks. Well, because before
0: yeah. then, all the bars and clubs that were for people who mm-hmm. were gay were underground. Right. Like they yeah. couldn't be out in the public. A lot mm-hmm. of them
2: were owned by the mafia because of such. Yep.
1: It's yeah. funny you mention that because I read Cause up the mafia, about that. the
0: mafia is more progressive than the yep. fucking city. <laughs> well, you know, the thing
1: is, is that the mafia was both helped the community mm-hmm. but it was a bit of a detriment because yeah, yeah it did you know well, it brought attention to them it brought attention to them yeah, yeah. but also not only did they provide a safe spawn and everything which is great but they didn't give them like you know the good amenities mm-hmm. so the water was always running clo- toys were always clogged the they, whole thing they, was like basically like what run know down
3: they liked the money from the booth yeah. exactly and the door yeah yep. As long as their brother wasn't going to be, Oh, yeah.
0: No. Oh, and oh, yeah. It's yeah, fun- yeah and so, yeah. hey, yo, I don't care who you want to be with, but just pay me.
1: <laughs> but you know what's funny is that the mafia, because like the NYPD tried to crack down on the Stonewall Inn. Right. However, the mob would say, you know, you could do that. However, we know that you've been stepping out with, you know, yep. Jimmy from down the block there. So the mafia had so much blackmail, they were ready to out NYPD officers. Yep. And, and like, in the instance, the NYPD tried to uh, shut that place down. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The
3: interesting thing about being in the gay community, mm-hmm. in the LGBTQ TIA community, is that in that circumstance, we would protect the identities of those police officers over mm-hmm. everything yep. because outing someone mm-hmm. is literally the the biggest and most, and I hate to use the word cardinal sin, but it is it is so forbidden yeah. yeah well that that was that that mm. was
0: touched on in uh in the most recent season of american horror story one of the characters was a gay police officer in new york city Mm-hmm. You know so i i feel you on that one
1: it's funny you mention that because i was mm. watching um good morning america they were doing a piece on uh, pride mm-hmm. and one of their correspondents was interviewing one of the folks down there and she said so you're a uh, gay in the military how's that like i was like I wasn't going to say anything, but thank you. Wow. Outed him right on live television.
0: There was a movie called, uh, and it's a great fucking movie, um, Love, Simon. Yes. And in that, one of the guys in his school outs him to everyone. And it shows you that it's not your place. That's a person's personal Mm -hmm. story. You don't get to tell their story. I
3: I would have left town so fast, Mm -hmm. no one even would have seen me. Yeah, I would have been like the fucking roadrunner.
1: Mm-hmm. See, that's it. why it's, that's why it's so, um, enraging when all of these publications, like magazines and all that, out gay actors and yep. actresses and everything, because it's not your place to do so. It's the, it's theirs. It's yeah. their decision whether they want to be out or not.
3: Like one of the things that I, that I told my mom, and that I've told uh, a couple of, my generation. Mm-hmm. I hate the word boomer, but it, it does apply you um, are You are. yeah I'm are. a boomer mm-hmm. um, is that alright I get it you've, you've there's something going on with you that creates this animosity close your eyes for a minute now imagine living with this complete disconnection inside of you from everything that you've ever been taught is normal and acceptable
0: right mm-hmm. exactly
3: imagine living with that not for a week on vacation but every day of your life every single day you wake up yep fuck still gay Mm -hmm. you know still trans still not still not right for this body you can't
0: Mm -hmm. pray the gay away there
3: there is when you consider the level of suicide in the trans community and certainly in the LGBT community at large um it's it's because of this resistance. Yep. It's because mm-hmm. of the the groundswell of hate and what's going on right now mm-hmm. in
1: in right wing circles.
0: Well, see, unfortunately, the right wing uses that yeah. to say that see, it's a mental illness. That's why they committed. Suicide. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: same same thing with um, you know, with the shooter. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Well, oh,
0: they beat that one to death.
1: Yeah,
3: they did. But but I don't know if you remember, but it was the day of trans revenge was mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. Well. In every single way that the United States covert military operations has created the fucking Taliban, that kind of hatred toward LGBTQ uh, community and especially trans people is going to create that kind of violence. Mm -hmm. Because there comes a point when push comes to shove. Mm -hmm. And I hate that about this society. We can't just sit down and talk about it we can't just have laws that says everybody gets to be who they are yeah because apparently well it it goes apparently somebody feels they're being oppressed if someone else has rights
1: the american way is always to carry a big stack that's the that's the
0: huge thing about uh men and women that's their big thing they think that they're being eliminated they're being oppressed Mm -hmm. i hate when i see on social media a white middle class Cisgender man talking about that they're oppressed. I'm like, shut <laughs> the fuck up, get the fuck out of here. Just like yeah. they don't understand the meaning of white privilege. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you have privilege just because you're white and you're never going to have a problem in life. That you're not going to be poor. You're not going to be unemployed. It's the fact that you have better opportunities. Yeah, yeah.
2: they look at like an American pie where if you it, take a slice, that leaves less for me. Yeah, no, that's exactly. not how equality exactly. works. Yeah. But getting you know, back, but, but, American but, but yeah. pie is just something to masturbate. Yeah. At. yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, but, but getting but, back, but, back
0: yeah. to Stonewall yeah. and the history of the origins yeah, of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah, well, now that we're talking about violence. Push comes to shove and everything. Well, that gets
0: uh, the Stonewall that, Riots. The
1: Stonewall Riots because so here's how it happened. So the Stonewall Riots happened at like um on June 28th, 1969. So it started with two undercover cops um entering a bar early, the the Stonewall Inn, uh to gather, you know, visual evidence, stake the place out and everything as the public morals squad uh, waited outside for a signal. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, the public moral squad. Now I'm just reminded of like Helen Lovejoy from Simpsons. Well, somebody please take of the children. Oh
0: God. <laughs> oh, that makes me fucking.
1: Anyway, yeah. so uh... it makes
3: me think of Monty Python. But yeah.
1: That... Yeah. Uh, so uh, once ready, the cops like they called for backup from um, the sixth precinct using the the, the bar's uh, phone, and the Stonewall employees do not recall being tipped off and everything, I mean, about a raid that night and everything. And there was a rumor that one might happen. So it was a lot of, like, you know, hearsay right. and everything and whatnot. And so so at 1.20 a.m., uh, four plainclothes policemen, dark suits, two patrol cars in uniform, uh, arrived at the inn and announced, like, you know, we're taking the place. Like, so they tried to shut that place down and everything. And that's when the um, the patrons started fighting back. So and it all boiled up. It was almost like the like the ending of like do the right thing. All this tension right. led to this moment. It just moment. bubbled over. Absolutely. Yeah, Cuz
0: like Mr. Hand said, you can mm-hmm. only push people so far until they're going to start pushing back. Mm-hmm. You know, and and honestly a lot of the conservatives and a lot of the the right wing, that's what they do. They keep poking, 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 poking mm-hmm. and when you fight back they go, "See? They're bad."
1: Yeah.
3: I don't know I don't know who said it, but one of my favorite sayings that applies so so much to what's going on today is that fear is typically a self fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is because you're so afraid of something, you literally will it to happen. Yep. It's crazy, but it's so, true.
0: But yeah. But it wasn't just one riot, right?
1: Yeah, it that was, was a, the first one. That was pretty much it, yeah. It, I mean, not pretty much it, but yeah. So this went on for like quite a while. And it was just as bad as, like, the L.A. riots of 92. Right. Uh, Because, um, you know, and I do believe that the police underestimated the folks of Christopher Street. Because, you know, we, we all know that stereotype of gay people. And everything or whatnot. They're little, flamboyant. Flamboyant and, yeah. and everything. They are the toughest people on earth. Fuck yeah. They you will know cut a motherfucker. Well, because yeah. they got
0: to deal with that shit daily. Yeah. Right. You know?
1: Absolutely. And they fought back hard throwing garbage oh. cans, bottles, Molotov cocktails and everything. It was like a Rage Against the Machine music yep. video.
0: See, because like me being Latino, mm-hmm. you being part black, we can walk around and people aren't going to immediately... Be bigoted because they may mm-hmm. not be, yeah. But unfortunately, there's a lot more of our population that Avery, if you walk down the street holding your wife's hand, they're gonna be like, Igh. We don't, yeah. No, I'm, oh, you don't, no. Really,
2: we we try to limit uh, public displays of affection as much as possible because I've had so many hate crimes in my life. That
0: makes yeah. me so yep. sad. Yeah. That makes me so yep. sad because I know how much you love her, and I see the
2: yeah. love in you guys. Yeah, it's you,
1: you guys are adorable, by the way.
2: Like, it, but yeah. the, the the problem with um, with the LGBTQ community, or at least the problem I feel is, as even though I am a minority and I am. I'm not allowed to have the same rights in public as other people, but I could pretend I could go back in the right. closet and put on a dress. Like you guys can't. Like you get you're walking around like you you walk into a grocery store, you see I'm a brown black guy, 24/7. You're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like so I understand the struggles from all of those points, and that's one of the things why I don't understand why But uh, you shouldn't have to. Yeah, why minorities don't right. get behind the the alpha. Oh, I'm
0: am a, a thousand yeah. ten million percent behind you. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You
3: know, there's no visual evidence of my sexual orientation mm-hmm. as far as anybody else is concerned. I'm a, a cishat white dude. And uh, one day I was coming back from a party and I was wearing my formal kilt because I'm mm-hmm. Scottish. So I had on a really nice black watch kilt, very formal, uh, button-up white shirt, a tie and everything. And a car full of dudes start a pick fight with me. Oh, wow. And I'm going like, have you ever met a man from Scotland before? Because right. no, you are not up to the challenge. Well, yeah. that's, that's, that, <laughs> that's the
0: thing that... Is but, it, also, mm.
3: but, but also, like, my partner mm-hmm. fr- from the car is calling, nope! <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> hey,
0: real quick, just a touch, and I know, Jay, you want to keep going on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what people don't understand is that Gay guys can fight too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We He's like, they're, yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, it was, they pick on somebody, oh, queer, whatever. I was like, bro, what makes you think he can't kick your ass?
1: I'm saying. <laughs> Reminds me of a uh, Modern Family. When uh, uh, what was his face? Uh, Cameron was standing yeah. up for a uh, Mitch and everything, yeah. and he was in his full clown gear. Yeah. I was like, "You better apologize to my boyfriend, or I'm gonna kick your ass." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. But you,
0: but, so yeah. after Stonewall, yeah, uh, let's go ahead. Um, how did it evolve into Pride? That's so what
1: the, I want to know. So so basically, it was like a Pride was you was um created to like basically a celebration of not only the culture but like that. That uh, that turning point as well. So I think yeah, that yeah.
3: that first year though it was yeah. kind of a commemoration. It right?
1: was, yeah. It started out as a um, remembrance.
3: Nineteen seventy was was more of a remembrance, but I think mm-hmm. I think that's where they said, "Hey, let's not only remember this year. Right. Well, it's yeah. kind
0: of it's kind of like I've given the the uh, the request to my girlfriend and, and, mm-hmm. and to Jay Shell. Mm-hmm. I when I leave this world, don't mourn me celebrate the life I led and celebrate our happiness that we had together Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's probably the same similar thing the first year was commemorative and then right oh
1: yeah absolutely yeah so what what turned out to be a violent night was a very empowering night because that's when um when gay people Mm -hmm. finally fought back and they made a change and actually there's a quote from one of the um Participants of the Stonewall Riot and everything. Uh, one of the members of uh, Christopher Street. Now, this has like um, some strong language and everything. So We apologize is- in
0: advance because these are the words that were used in terms at the time. Yeah. And that's, that's not reflect our opinions.
1: Yep. So he said, when did you ever see a fag fight back? Now, times were changing. Tuesday night was the last night for bullshit. Predominantly, the theme was this shit has to stop. Yep. And... Honestly, and, and let me see here. Such
0: sorry. colorful words.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, as we mentioned, one year on the anniversary of the riots, it was on June 28th, 1970, mm-hmm. thousands of people marched on the streets of Manhattan from Stonewall Inn to Central Park, which, as you know, is a hell of a walk. Oh, That's wow. a pilgrimage. From
0: Stonewall Inn to Central Park, that takes about 45 minutes to an hour to walk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Yeah,
0: it's like fifty-seven blocks or fifty-eight blocks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what that, that day was known as Christopher Street Liberation Day, and that was the America's first Gay Pride Parade.
0: So they got to explode past Christopher Street,
1: exactly, yeah. and go into like the um, greater parts of uh, New York City. Right. And the official chant was "Say it loud, Gay is proud." That's great. Yeah. And and
2: I I believe a lot of the country also got behind it because New York, Mm -hmm. um, Chicago, L.A. Mm -hmm. and San Francisco also had their first Pride event.
1: That is true. Yeah. So because like this um, event, both the riots as well as like um, Christopher Street Liberation Day, those showed people it's okay to be gay. Yeah. It shows that you can be out and proud and everything. And also it showed that you're not alone. So as you mentioned, like uh, Chicago and all those other cities, they were able to like, um, you know, follow through, like, a, what's it called? Um, celebrate. Follow through, celebrate yeah, and everything, participate and whatnot, yeah. because they know they have allies across the pond. Yep. Yeah.
3: yeah. The first Pride protest mm-hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona was 1981, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't until nine years later that it was actually... Uh, Five hundred one C three was created specifically for pride, mm-hmm. and the parade began. Arizona's yeah. always
0: fucking backwards on every. always oh, they're yeah. always late to the party on everything. I'm, I'm
3: thrilled mm-hmm. it happened at all. Yeah, so. because <coughs>
0: because they didn't even recognize Martin Luther King Day yeah. until the early two thousands. Yeah. Are you serious? I swear to god. I think it was 2005 the year I moved here. That that's when they started to recognize MLK Day. They go, "Fine, but we're not closing the businesses. You I can s- celebrate it if you want to." Wow.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. But but, anyway. but yeah, that also also another uh, cool fact was how the um the pink triangle was adopted and everything. So, back in uh the So that Holo- was
0: before the rainbow.
1: Right. yeah So, um you know, in the Holocaust Um, gay Jewish uh, people were identified as the pink triangle and everything. So they didn't have a star.
2: Well, not just gay Jewish people, just anyone who was was, um, accused of Of being a homosexual
0: Right, right, yeah. That's crazy. And you know what? We weren't much different at that time.
1: Absolutely. And so as a way to take a symbol that was supposed to be oppressive, Turn it into a symbol of empowerment. They took it back. Exactly, kind of like how Black people took back the N word. Yep. yep, that was when I found that out. I was like, that is fucking awesome. That is awesome, dude. absolutely. Yeah. And you know that had to piss off Nazis or like living like Nazis were still living at the time and everything. Hey, you leave
0: Schwarzenegger's father alone.
1: Fuck him, because <laughs> he did. <dead>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. we're gonna get
0: more into the history of that we're going to make this a two-parter because I love talking about this and I could go on for hours with this mm-hmm. but we want to go ahead and make sure that we get cover everything in So we're going to go ahead and thank you guys for joining us this episode. We're going to come back with a part two. So y'all better listen to it. (laughs) And we're going to go ahead and go into more of the history. I want to talk about guys like Harvey Milk Mm -hmm. uh, because he spurred on a lot of after pride. He became Mm -hmm. more of a voice. But anyway, thank you guys for joining us this week. And from all of us here at the Minority Report, stay strong. We support the LGBTQ plus... LGBTQ plus I... Alphabet Mafia. There you go. (laughs) Wow. That's a mouthful. Y'all need to stop adding letters. (laughs) 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 And I want to talk about that in the next episode about adding letters. Um, So we want to thank you guys from us at the Minority Report. Don't forget to tune in Mondays to make it a combo where Junior, Jesse, and Andy talk about movies. Of course, Wednesdays, listen to Andy with her sexy stories on Am I a Slut? But make sure you come back here and learn something with us here at the Minorities Report because everyone who is not the typical or the what society believes is the status quo, Mm -hmm. to us, Mm -hmm. they're a minority. Mm -hmm. And we love them all. So thank you guys, and we will see you!
1: You've just listened to Make It A Combo from Make It A Combo Productions. Executive produced by
3: Jesse and Junior.
1: Check us on all our platforms at Make It A Combo Pod.
3: And don't forget to follow our other podcasts, Am I a Slut and The Minorities Report. Thank
2: you and goodbye.